another episode of Law Club Confidential here at the Friendly Confines. Tonight on the show, we have Big O Amari Thomas will join us, the soon-to-be senior defensive lineman for Tennessee as he goes through another spring practice. But first, let's bring in Brandon Spurlock with Spire. And Brandon, big event coming up with the orange and white game, tailgating, just a lot of fun. All the things, right? You know, we're, we're, we're quickly transitioning out of basketball and into baseball season, but we've got spring practice in full force. And um, we saw a pretty cool opportunity um, here to, once again, add value to Vol Club members. And we reached out to our friends, Kevin and Nicholas, out at Advent Electric, had spitballed an idea together. Um, about how we could, you know, have them support via sponsorship, um, and then give our give our club members the opportunity to go for free since that ticket's a five dollar ticket this year, um, and also extend the you know take it a step further and extend it to our partner uh, Emerald Youth, who serves over three thousand youth and families in the Knoxville Greater Knoxville community. Um, so give them the opportunity to offer um, any of their their children and their families to come to the game for free as well. Of course, so. volunteer legacy is is a tax deductible uh, way to to, to help spire um how, how much have you seen you know since vol legacy got started how much have you seen in growth and in, in that side of things yeah i think for the first thing is like people ask all the time like how do i get involved with spire how do i give to spire and really there's you know spire is a separate marketing agency right but there's the way you support what we do at spire and all across the board is through the volunteer club through the membership you know it's a fan experience membership club um, and then Vol Legacy is the tax deductible avenue. And since January, um, we've we've not only generated, but we've put over a million dollars um, towards our cause, which is, you know, it's it's not um, community service hours or charity work that our athletes are doing. We are not shying away from this. I mean, we are leveraging their NIL and compensating them to use their NIL to do good work for charities in this area. So Emerald Youth is one of those partners, you know, East Tennessee Children's Hospital, Second Harvest Food Bank. We're doing a lot of, a lot to work with now but the athletes can kind of use their brand to draw attention to those organizations and what they're doing and we're proud to kind of eclipse that million dollar mark of of what we've what we've um, moved through through legacy at this point speaking of those athletes let's bring in the marquee addition to tonight's show that being big o omari thomas The nickname Big O is kind of self-explanatory, right? I mean, your name's Omari. But at what point did you kind of get that size that gave you the name Big O? Like, were you always just bigger than other kids? Mm, yeah, I was pretty much – I was always just kind of bigger than other kids. It was actually um, my coach, his name is Rodney Newsom. Yeah. He actually is the one who started that name for me. It was just – he was out there. Me and his son, we played best friends. We played football, basketball together. So, we was always just two biggies out there. So, that's where we, I kind of just got it from. And I, it's just been big O ever since. You're so family-oriented at spring break. You and cousins and aunts and uncles and your mom and dad and your sister and grandma and everybody went down to Disney and yeah. Universal. I imagine that Sunday afternoons after church, home cooked meals yes, at grandma's house, great grandma's house was just a lot of fun growing up. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It's amazing. We always just, you know, whether it's us going back to the house cooking or it's just always going out to eat or something, we always stay over at my grandparents' house late night, Sunday nights, watch Sunday night football, just watch movies, you know, just, just spending time together. That's like you said, I'm real family oriented, so that's something that we always did, no matter knowing, especially growing up, like you have you know, you got school on that Monday, 
<laughs> it just we we didn't really care about that bedtime that Sunday night because you know we was always just at my grandparents' house just chilling, having a good time. You know whether that's playing games like Uno or different card games, it was just good to always just be around them on them Sunday afternoons. Now, first time I ever met Omari's family was at the Mister Football Awards uh, down in the Titans locker room and introduced me to your grandma. And then the, went to the next lady, and it was a great grandmother. Yes, indeed. And I'm like, dang, we're getting several generations here, <laughs> and and they all still look like they're like you know really young, and uh, you know just super sweet ladies. Yes, sir. And, and I know Thank they're you. just so so proud of you, and yes, such sir. big fans of you. Um, to to have them come to some games, to watch you on TV, to be a kind of a part of your journey. Mm-hmm. What's that been like? It's been amazing. It's been amazing. Just like. I know everyone doesn't really get a chance to have their grandparents in their life, let alone their great grandparent. So it's good just to be able to, you know, have my great my grandparents just come to my games. Sometimes I know they don't really come that much because it's a lot of walking for them. Sure. So and my great grandmother, she hasn't been to a game yet. Like that's why when we play Ole Miss, we was actually hoping it was at Ole Miss because it's not too far from home. She yeah. was gonna go to that, but it was just good just to really be able to like. And I know I talk to her after every game. I talk to her either that day or the Sunday after, like, no matter what. And she always just let me know how she watched the game. She's just proud of me. She loves Jabari, too. So it's good just to be able to just have her in my life and just be able to talk to her still after, you know, games. And then I'm spoiled, I have to say, with my great with my gran- with my my grandmother. I call her my burla. So I'm spoiled with her. Like I'm the only boy, grandson, so <laughs> I, she she gives me good every time. Like I love I love just being around them. So always. When, when you're heading home, do you pick up the phone and go, "Hey, I'm like an hour out. You know, can I get some uh, blank? You know, like food that you really like yeah. that she makes. You know what I mean? Like, do you mm-hmm. call and get your like the, your favorites made? <laughs> yeah. So not even like I want I won't just call them, but like they'll know. So like this past year for uh, Thanksgiving, you know, we played in Nashville. When they met in Nashville on that Thanksgiving day, I had went with them down there. So we was like, I was like, yeah, I want some, uh, you know, I want this. And my grandma brought me my sweet potato pie. Like, that's what I like when she make my sweet potato pie. So that's she always, she lock in for me every time. She going to get me right. So And, and you said that that's your burla. That's my burla. And you're her sweet potato pie. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought up Jabari. You guys have known each other for for a, a hot minute there mm-hmm. and and you guys really are i mean it's about as, you ain't blood brothers but i mean it, it might, same as, time, well might as well be <laughs> might as um, well be d- what's that relationship like it's amazing it's 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 amazing like you said like you might as well be blood brothers we might as well be because like everything we do like it's it's not too you know it's not too often where you see us separated from each other like we just always around each other always hanging out and it's never a day where we go by with like not laughing like we we enjoy making each other laugh you know just bringing humor to our house our friend group everyone else we hang around just that's what we like to do we like to have fun and we like just to have our circle and we know that like everybody on our circle like we got each other back you know so it's good just to be able to have that and that relationship with Jabari like I've known him the longest here at UT so like it's, it's just amazing I live with him and my roommate we go everywhere together, like I said. So it's good just to be able to, you know, have somebody who has common goals as me, family oriented, just like me. Just re- was raised the same way in aspects. So it's good just to know 
I got someone like that I can just talk to when I need to talk to them, and he can talk to me when I, he needs to talk to me. Like most brothers or or friends, Fact. there's going to be some disagreements. What is the what's the most common disagreement you all have, and what's it about? Um, see, it's not even really a disagreement. You're 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 a neat freak, and he's dirty, or what? nah, we both need Vice freaks. Versa. Both need freaks. Yeah, both need freaks. We keep the house clean, like. I, I, we do all that. Like we all on the same page about that. Uh, I would say one thing that Jabari that I I won't do. I don't I don't know why, but like Sundays, I'll just be at the house chilling all day. Like I won't eat. But Jabari, like <laughs> he eat like three times on Sunday, and he'll bug me like all day. Like you're not trying to eat nothing. You're not trying to go nowhere. You're not like. I just know I don't know why I'm just not hungry like that on Sundays. So, just, you, so basically, you eat six the first six days of the week big, and then you take Sunday off. Yeah, honestly. And then um, what would I say? I just mess with Jabari. I'm a I love LeBron, but Jabari is like over top about LeBron. Like always ready to argue. So I always just arguing with him about that, just to give him a hard time and just tell him LeBron like not good. And that just gets his blood flowing, and he always loves to argue. This is good ammunition when he walks through the complex for me. Yeah, just tell him like when you see him, just be like, "Jabari, I don't really think LeBron is that good, honestly." And watch the look he gives you. I love my kids. <laughs> my youngest comes home from school, and she's a second grader, and she'll be like, "Daddy, does LeBron cry? Is LeBron a crybaby?" Like the kids in my class say, he's a crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I just say love that, that they're having. Jabbar. I say just love that they're having these conversations in second grade. Say that to Jabbar. What's this experience been like for you? Overall, like overall experience is a true blessing. Like a true blessing, honestly, because like everything is just just to see how everything plays out and just to be in the situation that I am. Like it's crazy, honestly. But like I wouldn't change nothing. Like I enjoy everything that happened. Everything we've been through as Tennessee, like I, I enjoy it just because it's making us who we are today. So it's good just to be able to, you know, go through a tough period, go through a tough time, you know, for me a tough year, and then just to have that change, you know, where you got, like I said, that tough year, you know, you got COVID, you know, you're struggling with things, just ready to go home, not really too interested in football, just really worrying about my health, worrying about your family's health. So, you know, you battle with that as a freshman. You like, oh, I'm just really homesick. Like, I'm ready to go home. But, like, just seeing how we just, us as a culture, a Tennessee culture, just been able to come together, like, all sports, honestly, like, just supporting each other. Because I know at first, when I first got here, it was like, people would say, oh, we don't really talk to this sport or this sport don't really mess with us. But now it's like everybody. Like, I got, some of my best friends play other sports as well, just – the people I talk, some of the people I talk to every day play. Other well, every sports. time I talk to you, you're going to volleyball game. Or... That's what I'm saying. Like it, volleyball, softball. I just went to the softball game the other day. Baseball. I just, I, I know, like they come to support our games when they can. So I try my best to go support when I can. So you thought about leaving after that COVID year? Hmm. It was like it's just when you look at it. I, I definitely did. Just for the simple fact, I'm like, I don't really know. Because of the change or because you just – it was just a rough year? Nah, just because of the change. Like, it's just uncertainty. And I just wasn't too really sure who was going to be brought in, 
what relationships I was going to have with them. And then they hired G, so there's some familiarity there. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, okay, familiar face. And then, like, I like the approach. I've never been in a situation where I was on the team, then got a new coach. Like, my head coach has always been the same. Like, I've every school I've been to has always been the same. It's nothing's never changed. So when that changed, that was something that was different for me. And then just being able to see how Coach Hypo came in and the approach he had to us just saying, like, automatically knowing, like, y'all don't trust me. I don't know y'all. Like, so let's build that trust. It was a common ground of, like, let's build that. Like, it wasn't him coming in saying, oh, I'm him. Like, I, I do this, I do this, I do this. Like, he wanted to hear from us. He wanted to hear what things we felt could be better in our culture. And, of course, he, he came in with the ways he was going to do things, but he's a true players coach. Like, everyone asked me whenever I'm out, it was like, you like you like, you like the new coach? Like, I love the new coach. Like, everybody, like, he's a true players coach. It's what you – if you want a prime example of what a coach should look like for your team, it's Coach Hype. What, what what do I call you? What do I call you? <laughs> the best offensive lineman on the team. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Although I saw Nathan Robinson the other day in the complex, and yeah. he's at 280. I was like, how big are you? And he's like, 280? I said, can you do me a favor? I said, can you do a kick step? And he, and he, and he paused, and then he goes, wait, no, no, because uh-huh. he realized I was wanting to do an offensive line move. So classic. Get caught. 21, where's that come from? Is that just what you wanted? Did they just give that to you? Nah, so – when we was, uh, it was you were fifty eight in high school. Mm, no, nah, right, fifty seven. Fifty seven. Fifty seven in high school. I wore fifty eight when I first got here. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wore fifty eight when I first got here. Twenty one. I mean, it was just like I wanted something different. I had. I was like, when they came in, Coach Hype was like, I don't really care about jersey numbers, so anybody can wear any jersey number. So then, like, I was like, oh, let me try to get a single digit. Like, I wanted zero. Just because I feel like it would flow, like big O, like zero. I feel like that would have been pretty cool. It would have been cool. I agree with yeah, this. Yeah, so I wanted zero, but then wasn't able to get zero just because of, like, all the other stuff, like like numbers and things like that. Like, they go into consideration with the numbers. So then he was like, we, so then he was like, we got 21. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I was like, I'm a rocket. And then he was like, I think you'll look good in it, honestly. And I was like, yes, sir. So it's just, you know, something different. Something different. But I embrace it now. About every episode, well, not every episode, but almost every episode, whether it's been baseball players, basketball players, football players, mm-hmm. we talk about the Alabama game, yeah. the atmosphere after the Got game. Got to. Got to. You were on the field for the kick because you're on protection. Mm-hmm. Walk me through what you're thinking can I mean d- d- does, does the whole thing vividly stick out because you know you had the timeout yeah I, then you I go know. back out take us through it <laughs> so you start with the play you got Hinton he throw the ball right there to brew catch I'm on the sideline I'm like okay let's go like he called the timeout I'm like I'm, I'm like not worried at all like if if someone could like have a video of what I was doing like before I'm like kind of just dancing Cause like, I wasn't really worried at all. Cause I I got faith in Chase. I knew where the ball was, so I was like, we practice this kick right here all the time in practice. Like, cause we different spot. I was like, but we always hit this spot. I was like, Chase gonna knock it down. So, you know, you got that. So then we go out there. I'm just out there. I'm t- I'm actually talking to the dude lined up across from me. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Game over. 
<laughs> like the game over. Like I'm just telling him. And then he run off. I take my step. And I barely like I got coached up on it afterwards, but I barely took my step because like I just had so much faith in our operation time. Like it was and that was one of our fastest operating times like of the year as a field goal unit. And I just had so much I had faith in I like I I'm like I knew Chase was gonna hit that. And when, yeah, I just were you paying attention running. to the ball when it went I didn't the look year? at the ball at all. I just kept start running to the student section right now. <laughs> right after he kicked, I just started running to the student section. I already knew. Then when you went back and watched the replay, did you see how much it like it, it barely made it over? <laughs> yeah, and... when I was I was looking at it, I was like, man, that could have been bad. Like Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't look at the ball at all. Like So you get to the student section crazy. and here they come on top of you. How long did it take you to get back to the locker room? Man, maybe like forty minutes. That's been generous. That's been generous. Just from like me trying to find different people, myself out there. When did you have your first cigar? In the locker room or on the field? On the field. On the field. A person gave me one. That it was like I was like it was like here, here you go. Is that the first time you ever smoked a cigar? Nah. No. Okay. Yeah. Nah. It would be with my dad. You know, chill, sitting in the backyard, talk. But yeah, they had gave me one. I was like, they was like, here you go. Like cool, appreciate that. Is that the best celebration? By far, by far. Just because you get to smoke the cigar. Yeah, but the orange bowl celebration was fun too. Tossing oranges around. That was pretty fun. Yeah, got a couple of pictures biting into an orange. You know, can't get. Yeah, that's better, pretty better fun. to bite into an orange than a cigar. Um, <laughs> what's something you want to accomplish that you've not accomplished here? Individually, I think everybody's goal is to win a championship at the team level. But individually, what do you mm. what do you want to do that you've not done? What I want to accomplish is just like everybody knowing like I'm a leader. Like it's not really being a question whether I'm like I say people know I'm a leader, but I'm kind of quiet like around everybody I want to be like a vocal leader that's something I really want to accomplish and I've been putting myself in like I put myself in situations coaches put us in situations like for me to grow in that area but that's something I want to accomplish where like I know that I'm solidified as a vocal leader when you talk to coach Garner does he give you any tips on trying to get to that point mm-hmm. yeah he coach, me and coach G we have a good like we have a good relationship like so he's always just talking to me, just telling me like different things, like never get satisfied, no matter what. Like keep going, keep going. Like and he talked to me about pad level, but like far as like off the field, that's where I feel like me and Coach G we connect a lot because like he always he's just rooting for us to be like good men, and that's something that he always like. My dad always tell me, and all the men in my family always told me like. Whatever you do, being a good man and a good person is going to be bigger than that because a person going to remember who you are. Like They're going to remember how you treated them, uh, everything like that, more so than what you can do for them. They're going to remember how you left them feeling. Like once I leave here, say I came in rude and different things like that, you're going to remember that. But if I leave here and I come, I gave a good impression of myself, you're going to remember that. So that's something that, like, Coach G always talks to me about as well, just, you know, leave your mark on people. Like, let people know that you are a good, responsible young man. And, like, I, it's just always good to hear that from Coach G because, like, that's who he is. And he 
try to be the example for us every day yeah i think you've always been that way i mean day back to high school i mean you know my first impressions were you know well-mannered kid mm-hmm. you know even though you wouldn't give me the quotes ahead of time before you committed you made me come all the way to memphis it's okay we i want you to see the high school I, that you're right i just want to come see <laughs> i want to come see grandma and great grandma again yes, sir. um but like you, you know you were always super respectful so i mean like i i, I, I get it um your dad how big of a role has he played on you and like the fact he played in college did, did he kind of was he a coach of yours growing up yeah he was a co- he was a coach of mine and it's is like, he still a coach of yours yeah he tried he he more so he he kind of just sit back and just observe now and see different things and just tell uh, tell me afterwards but he's more like an observer now rather than coaching and just you know critique me on little things but growing up it's like if anybody had a parent as their coach they know like it's not the same it's it's way harder than like (laughs) it's way harder and like you know you have these times where you never hear what your parents saying to you is it it harder than playing for coach garner though it's about even because you get the same treatment (laughs) 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 it's about even because you get the same treatment and you might get a little worse from your parent because that's your parent and you're not going you're not what you're going to do nothing <laughs> i could see you coaching one day can, can you see that i'm down with it after the playing days are yeah. over that's you know that's one of my i got a couple goals what i want to do hopefully i'll put myself in a situation where i can have a chance to make it to the next level but then you know i want to either be a coach do something with sports broadcasting work with you know media in that field or I would like I feel like I could be an AD somewhere too. Look at you, you got big goals, man. That's, hey, 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 listen, got, gotta you, get to you it. dream big, baby. You gotta get to it. Hey, gotta I, I learned a long it. time ago, and I've been fortunate enough the last few years to play a lot of high end golf courses, which mm-hmm. is my which is my jam. I learned a long time ago. You shoot your shot. You may be told no. You may not get it, but you shoot your shot. Hey, you, you don't. You shooting. don't. You don't let the clock run out. Got to keep shooting. If you don't shoot. You don't score. You don't score. What's the best part of being a student athlete at Tennessee? The best part is really just walking on campus. Like, people know who you are, but, like, it's funny. It's kind of funny to me where people, they'll, be, they'll just kind of stare at you. How many people go, big O? Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people, like, a lot of frat dudes, actually. Yeah. What do you do? I just be like, what's up, yeah. <laughs> what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? All right, we're gonna go rapid fire for a minute. Tell us about your Minute Maid superstition. How did it start, and what's the go-to? Minute Maid started back in middle school. You know, always drink Minute Maid before a game. Just some gotta have it before the game or like sometime that day. If you could partner with any brand for an NIL deal, who would it be? Would it be Minute Maid? Minute Maid or Big O's Tires. Big O's Tires. When you saw that, are you like, yeah? I'm like, yeah, come on. Sign him up, Big O's Tires, Minute Maid. Favorite NFL team? The Panthers. Why? <laughs> you grew up a Cam Newton fan? I was a Cam Newton fan. I understand. I was. Did you fill out a March Madness bracket? No, I did not. Yeah, I've not filled out one in a long time either. Yeah, I didn't, but kind of glad I didn't either because I would have I been upset even more than I was. Because I watched every game, so. You've done a lot of charity work, even dating back to high school. What inspired your philanthropic endeavors? Really just knowing, like, there's people less fortunate than me. Like, so why not try to help them in any way that you can? 
and like just always try to be a light to other people and don't let nobody stop your light favorite place you've been and place you want to go to most that you've not been to rwanda rwanda that was an amazing trip all leaders all leaders yeah amazing trip amazing trip and a place i would want to go i want to go to france yeah I want to go. do to you france. speak french Mm-mm. what makes you want to go to france seem like pretty cool people no, no good culture best advice that coach garner's given to you here at tennessee you know you get good advice every day we have our soap operas so let me see since you brought up soap operas when when you when you grew up when you went to grandma's house was she was she big into the soap operas <laughs> yeah. midday soap operas yeah her shows young and the restless mm-hmm. bold and beautiful her stories, her, her stories. yes <laughs> yes that's great that's my grandmother her stories her stories um <laughs> that's so awesome i feel like everyone calls them like their stories that's, well if everyone you live in the them. south especially yeah. i have to um just go back to like what i was saying earlier with coach g just him saying like don't let your first impression be a bad impression and that's something like no matter what not how many ever many times i meet that person i make sure when i leave they understand they know who i who i am what i do like who am i as a person you know more than a football player when you go around knoxville are, are you someone who just sticks around campus or do you like to venture out i venture out i venture out i go like you know kingston pie is a long street so and what i noticed when i first got here whatever you need you can get off of kingston pie <laughs> <laughs> and that's something i noticed so i i, I venture out you know um I've been to the Nike stores in Turkey Creek, you know, different stores out there. Um, the Top Golf, I want to say, is out yeah. towards that way. You got the mall, you know, towards West Town. There's some good food places, you know, in the east side of Knoxville. So you got to go over there to get some good food, too. Um, I venture out downtown, Old City, Market Square. Are you more of an ice cream guy or a donut guy or both? Donuts. Favorite donut place? Gibson's Donuts in Memphis, Tennessee. Gibson's with the shout out. Gibson's. NIL deal. Yeah, let's get right. Got to. What, 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 what's your favorite donut from there? Um, So, you can't really go wrong. You got the Red Velvet. Red Velvet, nice. Yeah. You got the um, the maple bacon. <laughs> can't, definitely can't go wrong with the maple bacon. Yeah, blueberry. It's just a bunch of options. Like you cannot go wrong. You cannot go wrong. We'll get you out of here on this one. How? How? I know you still have plenty of games to play, and I know you still had a lot to accomplish. But to know where the program was before you got here, after that first year of being here, and then where it is now, coming off eleven and two in the Orange Bowl, how mm-hmm. proud are you of that? Very proud. Very proud. Just from a bunch of different aspects. Just. You got me being a Tennessee kid. I'm proud of that. Repping my state. You know, you got me being one of the kids that stayed through our transition. I'm proud of that just to show how we can overcome things. I'm proud of everyone just, you know, buying into Coach Hypo. Like, I'm proud of of everything. Like, proud just to be on the team, you know, while this is actually happening, just to be a, a part of it, you know. So, it's good just to really be in this situation right now so i'm happy 
I'm real happy. Well, you talk about first impressions. If you didn't know Big O before this interview, your impression of him should be that this kid's a good one and a great ambassador for the University of Tennessee. We appreciate you, yes, man. Sir. Thanks for joining us here on Vault Club Confidential. Thank you. Thank you.